What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I am your host, Connor Duffy. Hope everybody's having a tremendous day. If you or a loved one needs help getting sober, you can contact my direct line, and that is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Something I want to talk about today that I think is really important is having tips for um, what to do when you have cravings. You know, so I'm going to give you some things that can can help when you're in this uh, situation, you know, and the thing with cravings is, um, you know, you could have them in early recovery or you can have them later on when you got a year or two or three or, or four years, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody thinks that, um, I think a lot of people are focused on recovery is how do I get rid of, how do I get rid of the cravings or how do I not have them anymore? And, and the truth is, you, you really can't control cravings or an urge or intrusive thoughts. Um, there's a saying I like, and you know, you, you're responsible. You're not responsible for the first thought. You're always responsible for the second thought, though. So we could be having a great day. And all of a sudden, you know, you're hanging out with your family. Everything's going well having a smooth day, having a good time, the sun's out, you know, maybe it's payday, and uh, and all of a sudden, you get this craving to, to take a drink or to get high, and on the surface, people are like, well, why do I feel like that, you know, um, everything's going good, I shouldn't be thinking about this, and the truth of the matter is, is we are programmed to think a certain way when you're used to getting high for five, 10 years or whatever the case may be for any, for any length of time. And it's a repeated pattern over and over again. Our minds become programmed to think of that and not just on a conscious level, on a subconscious level. So when you're doing certain activities and you're doing certain things, it could be a trigger and you not even know it. And, uh, and, and also when we're feeling certain emotions, when we're feeling things, it can also be our first initial thought is to think of a drink or a drug to either enhance that feeling or to escape a feeling that we don't, uh, necessarily enjoy in the moment. So this is why when you have cravings, you really have to be patient with yourself. You really have to understand that. Recovery is a process. This is why I tell people, you really got to just keep it in the day. You never, ever set long-term goals, uh, you know, for, for staying sober. Like, I never set goals to, to be sober for a year or to be sober for five years or anything, you know, anything crazy like that. Because when I first got sober, I mean, shit, I couldn't even imagine staying sober for seven days, never mind seven years, you know? I mean, a week d- didn't seem possible to me. And and uh, because I, I couldn't even stay sober for seven hours. So why I'm, I can't possibly wrap my head around any long-term uh, recovery. And that's okay. Because all we really have is, is the day at hand, you know? So cravings are going to come expect it don't even think of don't even try to 
um, control that and 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 avoid cravings because it's just not going to happen. Now there are things, of course, that we can do to minimize those things from happening, like like cutting off toxic people in our lives, not hanging out with the people that we got high with anymore. You can block certain pages on social media that you're following that maybe aren't healthy to your recovery. Staying away from certain places, not going to the bar, all that shit. You know, that's pretty obvious. You don't want to put yourself in situations that is going to um, make it more difficult to to stay sober that day. But when it comes to cravings and urges, just right off the rip, expect that you're going to have them. And that's okay. Don't judge yourself. You know, that's the first thing. Like, make sure that you're not judging yourself if you're having cravings. It does not mean that you aren't making progress. Matter of fact, when you have cravings and you have an urge to use and you get through it, that is progress. You know, we have to develop certain certain tools, certain things that are going to help us get through. So we develop these whole healthy coping mechanisms. And it's kind of like, look at it this way. It's kind of like you get a uh, you have a toolbox, right? You can call it, you can think of it as like your recovery toolbox, and you have different things in this toolbox that you can use to make sure that you stay sober. You know, so as we go through our journey in recovery, you're learning new things that help you out, that make you tick, that that are going to help you stay sober for that day. And that's the type of shit that you you throw those tools in the toolbox, you know? When you talk about meditation, that's a tool in the toolbox. It's a healthy coping mechanism. It's a healthy, um, it is a a positive thing in your sobriety. Exercise, you know, that's a, that's a, um, that's a toolbox, you know, that's in the, that's a tool that you throw in your imaginary toolbox, you want to call it that, talking with people, you know, so, so, and so on and so forth, geez, I can barely talk over here, um, so, you know, I'm going to go over, um, certain tips that when you are having cravings in the moment, these are different things that you can do, and it's very important, um, to, to have this, and you should really be writing this list down, you should be, um, you know, making note of it in your phone, uh, it's very important. You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you have cravings and you're just harping on it. And now you're battling yourself and you don't, uh, remember a way to, to get out of it. You know what I mean? So the first thing is, uh, one tip if you're having cravings or having an urge is going to a meeting. This is an obvious, um, solution. You go to a place where people are in recovery and they're uh, proven, um, they are proven examples of, of recovery and how to get through that. You know, just hearing a message, just hearing what people have to say can do, you know, tremendous, uh, a lot of things for your mentality and really it allows you to see things from a different perspective. And that's the, one of the great things about meetings is you connect with people that have been there, done that, and you feel a certain way when you walk in, and maybe by the time you walk out, you probably feel a lot better. Now, not everybody likes meetings, and that's okay. Maybe there's a different type of meeting, you know, a smart recovery. 
Uh, Dharma recovery is another one. Um, there's also, geez, what is that? Uh, oh, celebrate recovery is a different thing. Is a different one. You know, you gotta you gotta look up different types of meetings. You know, there's Reddit groups. You know what I'm saying? There's different. Um, if you can't go to in-person meetings, there's Zoom meetings. So that's the number one tip. Well, not the number one. I'm just saying it's number one on, on the list. <laughs> so um, going to meetings is definitely one thing you can do when you're having an urge or having a craving. The second thing is talk with someone about it. It's very, uh, very simple. When you are sharing a problem, it is being cut in half. Now, when you're isolating and you're holding on to an issue and you're not able to discuss something you are internalizing that that energy that negativity and it's going to come out one way or another it's going to come out and honestly one of the worst things that you can do is uh is not be honest and, and forthright about what what it is that you're going through um trust me i mean there were many many times and many situations where in my first year or two, I gritted my teeth and and I and I just did it my way, and it didn't end well. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I didn't relapse in in this uh, in my eight years. Um, you know what I'm saying? But man, there were, you know there were some times where it was close, and a lot of those times it did not even need to get to that point. It's just unnecessary. It's stupid. It's egotistical to try to go through something on your own. Your pride and, you know, I'll keep it on myself. My pride and my ego thought that I can find a way to get through this and I don't need to talk with anybody about it, you know. I don't I don't need to discuss the things that are going on in my life. And it's a bunch of bullshit, man. We're, we're human beings are uh, herd animals. You know, we need we need a tribe. We need to feel like we have people that have our back. We need to have people. We need to feel that we have some people in our corner. Now, this doesn't have to be a million people. You know, it could really just be one or two or three people. It doesn't need to be a lot. But you do need to find you do need to find your crew. You need to find your tribe. And this is why when people are are trying to get clean. And they're hiding their addiction from their family. It, it usually does not go well. You know, it, it kind of takes everybody knowing what's going on to be able to optimize your recovery the best best way possible. You know, everybody has to be on the same page. So um, talking with somebody about it. Now, now there's kind of like an asterisk next to this one. Because what I don't recommend is talking about your cravings or urges or you know i don't recommend necessarily talking to family about this and there's there's a lot of reasons for this you know um your family is way too biased and obviously way too close and what that does is it creates fear within uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, it, 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 sometimes it does more damage than good, you know? Now, it's not to say that 
um, you know, you kind of have to take it, you kind of, it really depends on your situation, but overall, from what I've seen over the years and what I've experienced in myself, because I, you know, my family is very, um, <laughs> there's addiction and, and recovery everywhere, you know, but I kind of needed to separate the two. Um, when I got sober, you know, my mom really was a big part of me going to meetings and, and really was a huge part. I, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't be sober without her 100%. But at the same time, you know, I did have my own network of people. I, I wasn't really confiding in my mom about what the hell was going on with, with, uh, you know, with my recovery, because that's my journey, you know what I'm saying? And, and when you have people that love you, sometimes, sometimes the advice is too biased and it creates more fear and, and, and a little bit, um, you know, it just, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a balanced way of dealing with, with that, you know? And the last thing you want to do is discuss a craving with somebody, get, not get the feedback that you really are looking for or that you need to hear. And now you're more fucking pissed. That's the last thing you want. It's the last thing you need. So it's not so much that you don't want to be honest with your family because that's, you know, that honesty is, is great, is the best policy, 100%. But sometimes you really got to think about who it is that you're being honest with. And that's important. Now, if you're struggling and you're using drugs, you should tell your family. Like, you know, I always tell people when I'm helping people get into treatment or I'm helping people in coaching or something like that, I, it is, it's very important to have the family on board and to understand that there is a problem, but they should not be the ones helping you deal with the problem, if that makes sense. Um, so that's what I have to say about that. The third thing I will say is playing the tape through. Now, this is a phrase. This is a saying that is very helpful. When you're having cravings and urges to use and a relapse is looking really good and you're, you're romanticizing about using, don't remember, you know, don't just focus on what you're going to get from, from using. What's going to happen after you use? Forget the first initial 20 minutes, 30 minutes, hour of being high. What's what's the following day going to look like? What's it going to look like when you have that hangover? What are you going to feel the next day when you wake up and you realize that, you know, you've been working hard and that you're trying to do the right thing. And now you have to kind of start from scratch again. And, I, and when I say start from scratch, I, it's not even that the day count matters necessarily because, I mean, listen, like you could have 100 days and, and not be in a good mental space. What I'm talking about starting over again is when you relapse, sometimes like it, it when you put that substance in your body, it's like all bets are off. You know, it really fucks with your mental and it and it's taxing, you know, so... Obviously, relapses happen for some people. It happens in a lot of people's story, but we want to, of course, avoid it at all times. So what's going to happen when you wake up next morning and you realize, holy shit, I relapsed again. You know that feeling ain't worth it. It sucks. I've been there, man, and it sucks. It is not fun. There's nothing romantic about it. And that's the thing, right? When we're focused on getting high, we are just focused on the reward. We're focused on what that 
what the 30 minutes is going to, what that's going to be like to be able to escape our emotions and our, and our issues. But we're totally ignoring the, the repercussions and the consequences that come afterwards, you know? So what is going to happen afterwards? What's going to happen when your family finds out and, you know, you're disappointing your, your loved ones and, and your friends and your family? What's it going to feel like when you're, uh, you're off to the races again and now you're looking for money and, and you got to steal some shit? Or, and I know not everybody gets to that point, but man, I was, you know, play the tape through. What, what's it going to look like when you're on the verge of being homeless? Or when you're when you're looking for, you know, looking to score in the hood, that shit sucks, man. Like the, the, nothing romantic about it. Or what's it gonna look like when, you know, you downed your your second bottle, and uh, you know you got work the next day, and now you're going into work with that nasty fucking hangover, and and you're you know you're starting to call out, and you know you're raising red flags at your job, and it's dude you know it sucks if you can't think about most of the things that were going on during your last high i mean that's a vital piece man you got to be able to not focus on the on the first high what it was like when you first started you got to focus on what it was like when you stopped and there's a reason why we come to this crossroads of where we have to we have to start getting sober because obviously we played it the fuck out and it don't work for us anymore, you know? So you got to play the tape through. You got to think about what was your last high like? Do not focus on the first high. You got to think about what was the last one like? Uh, and the fourth tip I'm going to say is, uh, this is another phrase um, that I that is from AA. And I learned it in AA. And it's move a muscle, change a thought. You got to get active. You cannot sit and isolate alone with your thoughts. That is not going to end in a good. That's uh, not going to end in a good way. You know, you're not going to get a good result from that. Again, it comes down to get up, move a muscle, change a thought, get active, go for a run, go and exercise. Take your fucking, take your anger, take your sadness, take your loneliness, whatever it is that you're feeling, and go hit some weights. You know, go to the gym or go for a run. Take a boxing class. Get into yoga. Um, go do something physical, some type of work. It's amazing what happens when you have a craving and you start to get into something physical. There is something about... You know what it really is? When you do something that's physical and you get active, it brings you into the present moment. You're all of a sudden, you're not living in your head. And it forces you to focus on whatever it is that you're, um, whatever it is that you're doing. And it's very beneficial because, because our thoughts are not our friend. (coughs) Excuse me. Our thoughts (laughs) <laughs> can really set us up for failure when we're first getting clean, you know? Um, and even in a year after getting clean, you know what I mean? Sometimes those cravings are still going to be there. And so you got to get into the present moment. And the way to do that is to get active, It's to go for a run. 
listen to some music, drive, drive your car and, and fucking, you know, drive a little fast and, and blast some music, you know, do something to, to invoke, um, some other, some other way of, of, of pointing your attention, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's important, man. Uh, you know, if you're going to sit at home and you're going to, just sit by yourself and focus on your issues, man. I swear, I've I've been there. It, it's it's a losing proposition in the long term. Maybe maybe you won't cave in the first night, you know, the first day or the first time you had you had uh, some issues and you want to use. Maybe you won't do it the second day, but eventually, man. When that when that urge calls. And you're not doing anything about it. It's gonna win, you know. So, um, and also a fifth thing that that's that's really helpful too is is journaling. Journaling can really help you get it. It's almost like it's almost like you're sharing a problem with somebody else, and but you're recording it. Obviously, you're recording it on paper, and it's also a almost like a tracking system. You know, you you're able to release something that's inside of you that you're feeling a certain way you're able to get it out on paper and it serves as a great note to look back on in the future and realize that you have made it through these things you know there's so many days that i i look back on in my early recovery that i know were fucking really hard you know and i wish i wish i had a way of going back to that you know i wish i had a way of going back and seeing how my how I progressed through my days and how and what just I experienced in certain days and uh, journaling is a great tool not just in recovery just in life you know it, it's really cool to see um where you were and where you are uh at a later time and and to be able to compare the two it could also be a great measuring stick to see maybe the things that you need to change as well Maybe there's things in the past that you were doing that were really helpful, and now you're not, and it's, it serves as a good reminder to um, to move your ass in a different direction, you know? So journaling can be extremely beneficial, not just in the moment, but in the future as well. Um, and, I mean, even as a sixth thing, you know, meditation can help, man. Meditation, and, and I know that um, a lot of people struggle with meditation because our our minds are wired to always be worrying about something or thinking about something but practicing meditation is very very important you know and uh it's a great tool to utilize now if you can't just sit in silence and that's not your thing um that's okay there's plenty of apps that that do like guided meditation um there's plenty of videos on on YouTube that do as well one is Wim Hof breathwork. Wim Hof breathwork, if you looked it up on YouTube, is is awesome. It's really great. It's a breathing exercise um, that is definitely a form of meditation, and it totally kicks ass. I mean that that will that will change your physiology in just ten minutes. I promise. It's tremendous. Um, I was doing it every night. I'm probably gonna start doing it again soon because it's just. I mean, I meditate in a different way. I do transcendental meditation. I do that twice every single day. But um, I was also implementing Wim Hof breathwork at night, right before bed. And I think I'm going to start doing that again because 
it's killer it's it's awesome um so i hope that some of these tips help remember you're not responsible for the first thought or the initial thought but you are responsible for what you do afterwards and um you know we do have the power of choice think about this man like if you're sober right now you have the you have the power of choice you have the the most powerful gift and that you are not a slave to a bag or a bottle right now the last thing you'd ever want to do is give that up because as we know if if you're like me and, and you know i was an intense addict like it was a daily thing i was completely unmanageable once i sparked that that flame once i flicked that light that light bulb goes off i mean it that's it it's, there's no stopping there's no little bit here and there you know uh, so the last thing you want to do is even go back to to that being a possibility it's no way of living and we all know that but sometimes we need to hear um a different perspective because our mind can be very tricky you know you almost got to split your brain into two there's like an addictive side that is that is speaking to you in your bullshit uh, addiction speech you know and then there's the and then there's the real stuff and the problem is that they speak in the same voice you know so our minds are very tricky and um that's why recovery is a daily thing it's a, it's a daily reprieve it's a journey it's not a destination you know we're trying to just get better each and every day and if you put your head on the pillow at night and you got through the day sober, then man, that's a good day. You can't complain about that. You know, some days aren't easy, but but if you got through if you got through sober, then it was worth it. You know what I mean? So uh, so listen, that's all I got for today. Um, if you or a loved one needs help getting sober, uh, you can contact my direct line. It's two zero three nine one seven eight eight six two. Again, that is two zero three nine one seven eight eight six two. Hope you guys have a tremendous day, and uh, I will see you on the next one.